strangers. On today's episode, I chat with Holly A. Morse, who plays Hawkins' mom, Janet Holloway, on Stranger Things Season 3. We talk about working with Dacre, Sean Levy, the Duffers, and how Millie's talent blew her mind. Plus, that epic tentacle scene. This was recorded via Skype, so keep that in mind while you listen. We hope you enjoy this episode, and stay strange. Hi, my name is Holly Morris, and I play Janet Holloway on Stranger Things Season 3. You're listening to the Upside Down Podcast. from the Upside Down Podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Ash. I am so good. How are you? I'm doing rad. I'm so excited to talk to you. I love talking to the moms of Hawkins. <laughs> Yay! Uh, I mean, before we get started on in the interview, it has to be pretty exciting for you to now be an official mom of Hawkins in this amazing world of Stranger Things. Yeah, it really is. It's something I never would have dreamed of in a million years that I would book, number one, and number two, for it to have been as big of a role for me as it was. It was just a thrill. So the moms of Hawkins and their kids, they go through a lot on this show. (laughs) And as Janet, you're a mom who gets some particularly, like, juicy, fun scenes. How did you find out about and get cast officially for the role? Well, first off, when Stranger Things started filming season one, they asked me to audition, but I said no because it sounded – there are some things that I don't play with, and I didn't know what this was going to be. And then, of course, it came out. It was like, oh, my gosh, this is like Stephen King, but for teenagers which I kind of dug. So when I had the opportunity to audition again, I said yes and yes and yes. And then season three came along. I had the audition for the mom. It was a very simple audition, which was the dinner scene. And then I received a redirect from the casting director, which is essentially a callback in today's self-tape world. And they just asked me to change one of the tones a little bit, which I did. And then I heard that I booked it a couple days later. So I think it's pretty interesting that you got a call initially, did they tell you what that role was for or did they just say, you know, we have a show coming up and... No, it was an audition and I don't even remember what the audition was for, but like you have an opportunity. Most time you can read a little synopsis of the show. Occult things kind of freak me out a little bit. I don't like playing (laughs) with that because seriously, I have nightmares and stuff. So I was like, no, but when it comes to like alien stuff, oh, I'm totally into that. So once I figured out that the show was, you know, more that route, I was totally game to, you know... Yeah. Be a part be a part of at least auditioning. I never thought I would book it actually, but at least being seen, you know, by the, the powers that be who are running that show. Yeah, totally. Who directed your episodes? Oh my gosh. Okay, so first <laughs> off, you have to know that I Oh, my gosh. I hate to say this, and you might have to edit it out because uh, I don't want people to hate me. I've never seen the show because as cool as it is, I'm also a mom in real life of a 10-year-old girl. And I started to watch the show, and I could tell that I was going to get way too invested in, in the whole moms of Hawkins and their kids. So I was like, ah, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. So I did not really know who these people were, which worked to my benefit because I would have been too impressed. And then the nerves would have shown up, and it probably would have been a much different scenario. But the first episode, I got to be directed by Sean Alivi. And then the second episode was Uda Breisowitz, I believe is 
how you pronounce her name. And then uh, the last episode that I was in, it was the Duffer Brothers themselves. And I had no idea, I, I really had no idea who any of them were until I got to, <laughs> honestly, until I got to set. And, um, oh, Sean was so much fun. The Duffer Brothers were so much fun. Uda was very, very professional. So it was just, it was a joy. But yeah, I got to, I got to shoot with like all of them. And it was, you know, in hindsight, it was like, oh my gosh, what an honor and privilege. Magic. You're like, this is magical. It was. It was. (laughs) You know, I don't think anybody will hate you for not watching the show. I knew someone who worked with me, and she's also a mom of three children. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you have to watch this show. And she was like, I'm not doing it. I watched the first, like, six minutes, and that kid vanished. And I was like, no, thank you. And she would not come back. And I'm like, it's going to be okay. Trust me. And so I feel you. I think that that's a common, you know, thought that people have. They're like, what happened to that kid? He's in that shed. No thanks. <laughs> exactly. And then Barb. I mean, you know, I obviously I know of the show and storylines, and it's just like I just can't. So for Janet, you know, her character, we don't know a lot about her, but mm-hmm. we know she's probably pretty well off because her husband mm-hmm. is the town's newspaper editor. We mm-hmm. know that she enjoys a nice glass of wine <laughs> or two. Mm-hmm. We know that she raised a spunky daughter, but we don't really know much else about her. Mm-hmm. Did the director or writers give you a backstory for your character or did you kind of need to come up with one to influence how she was going to behave um no and no um i (laughs) will sometimes make choices on my own to not do a backstory um backstories don't always help me if it's a simple scene if it's something longer and outside my wheelhouse then backstories help but if it's something that i'm very comfortable with i just roll with it and i'm a mom i drank wine I get irritated at my husband, you know, and so everything in the scene that they sent me for the audition, I was like, oh, okay, got it. (laughs) You know, got it. And now, let me clarify, I love my husband, but, you know, we have a relationship, and every now and then you get irritated, so it's easy to tap into that, you know, irritation. You know, it's cool with your character because the moms are in, in not just you, but like moms in general of Stranger Things, it's nice because they're these strong women that have influential roles. They're not just, oh, there's the mom, and then only focus on the kids. They kind of focus on everybody in their their lives. And as a mom, you're in a couple of really pivotal scenes for season three. Mm-hmm. I think that dinner scene with Mr. Holloway, <laughs> Billy, and Heather, it's it's done so well because, you know, when the camera pans in, when, mm-hmm. when Millie and Sadie or Ellen and Max are watching, walking around the corner, it's beautiful. I mean, the dining mm-hmm. room, the set designers paid so much attention to detail. It's warm, it's welcoming, but also you get this, like, really ominous, creepy feeling, like, <laughs> you're like, this ain't right. <laughs> <I'm> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> was that shot at a real interior of a home, or was that oh, a, a it was. Oh, no, it was? it was. It was. It was a home, and when I walked into the home, it literally was like, I grew up, I was a teenager in the 80s. Okay, so I... Best time. It felt so like, oh my gosh, time warp. I didn't know, first off, that the set decorators had actually done as much as they did. It was so naturally done, and when you saw the rest of the house, it all just kind of played. It was absolutely amazing what they did. But no, it was real house. That's so cool. Were the homeowners yeah. were the homeowners around, or did they pay them no, and they said, you got to go they, for a couple of days? They, yes, that is typically the case. They go away, but they were so sweet because they left little, like, care gift baskets and, you know, the room 
room that um, the actors, you know, stayed in with candy and granola bars, which was so sweet with, you know, little letters of encouragement. So that was really nice. You're seen when you leave the dinner table, you know, you've had something to drink, you've dumped your wine and you're not feeling very well. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you leave and you start to walk into the other room and you take a hard fall. Mm-hmm. Was that you or was that a stunt double? There was a stunt double on set. She actually came in from Los Angeles. She's very legit. And she did not have a whole lot to do because I was so game. I had so much adrenaline that I was like, no, I want to try it. So a lot of the falls were me. There's only a split second. I mean, the way they edit is just so brilliant. But when you see the hard fall on the ground, that's her. Um, Because I was I was always falling onto mats and then I was falling onto the ground itself. But I would do that from a knee position. So that was me. And we got to do it a bunch of takes. And I just I felt like a total badass because I've never I've never you know got to do a stunt. <laughs> so it was so much fun. Uh, you know what's so funny is I was talking to this actor Michael who plays Ricky the Seven Eleven cashier, and he said the same thing. He said that you know Gregory is supposed to smash his face into the counter, and they brought a stunt double in, and he was like, "No, I got to try it." And he did it, and his ears started bleeding, and he didn't say anything, and he was like, "And I felt so cool." <laughs> I know. It's something that we don't get to do much as actors. It really gives me an appreciation for those who do stunt work because when she had to do the real fall, no way would have no way would I have ever done that. <laughs> Once you decided that it was something you felt like you wanted to try, did you have to do any preparation? Nope. They just kind of gave me, you know, some sound advice, obviously. They told me if I wasn't comfortable doing it to let them know and, you know, just went from there. And it was just, it was so much fun. I mean, they told me how to land, how to not hurt myself, obviously, while at the same time looking like it was painful or a hard landing, a real landing. Yeah, I thought that scene was great because you knew something was, was going to happen because it just felt, like I said earlier, weird. Like something felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. about the situation. But when she hit the floor, you were like, oh, no. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was a really cool shot. Did you have a lot of friends and family reach out to you when the show aired to be like, was that you? Um, yes. Um, more more friends because my family doesn't really watch the show. What, uh, what is happening? You know, it's, well, it's just, you know, different different age groups and, you know, but yes. Yeah, it was that it, it was a thrill. It was <laughs> yeah. To date, that's the show that I'm most tickled by. In the scene where you're tied up with Mr. Holloway and Billy mm-hmm. is kind of leaning in front of you and he's telling you to remain calm and you're in a warehouse, you look absolutely terrified. And I know that's your job as an actress, but the you know, when the monster's approaching, you just look so scared. Yeah. And I was curious, yeah. they obviously have something in your eye line and it's not the monster. Right. What do they really have coming at you <laughs> during that shoot to make you guys look so horrified? Well, first off, I'm going to have to rewind back to when I was like 12. I would practice screaming in my basement with my best friend. <laughs> and, and that was just something that we did. Like we loved pretending like, you know, we were like in a horror movie. So when I showed up to set, I had no idea that I had any other scenes other than the dinner scene. And the first day I showed up to set was that scene when I, you know, met Sean Levy and all that. And so it literally was like, oh, my God, what is happening? This is, you know, honestly, I mean, just like fantasy come true for me. So uh, it was just 
it was already in me, I guess. And then the monster itself, the eyeline, was there was a globe at one point, which they would, you know, later obviously impose special effects over to use for our eyeline. And then Sean Levy himself, he acted as the monster. Like he would, you know, make the grrr, you know, like... <laughs> Kind of like the bear grr, you know, thing that you do with your hands or whatever. And when the the tentacles came out and like stuck to our faces or whatever, he would do that behind like behind the camera. He was going whap, like with one arm to you know my husband, and then whap to me. And as soon as you know the whap came, that's when we would convulse. That's amazing. I've heard from talking with other cast and crew that Sean Levy is very interactive in that way. So that's kind so, of... So, yes. That's funny. Did he play any music uh, during your scenes? I heard he plays music to amp people up. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the scene <laughs> where where we um, are coming down into the basement or whatever, and then we're looking at the, you know, monster, and then everybody starts melting. When you're, like, deflated. Um, Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. The music that they were playing, and I don't know what it was from, but it, like, every time they would play it, just chills went up and down. And it was very simple. You know, it was just walking and standing, but, you know, lots of extras and the cameraman, you know, doing a great job bobbing and weaving, you know, not hitting anybody as we, you know, walk towards the thing. But the music that they played was, oh, it was so cool. In the show, you have a good chunk of scenes with some great cast members. Not mm-hmm. only is your husband Michael Park and Francesca mm-hmm. is your, you know, daughter, but mm-hmm. also Dacre, Millie, Sadie. That's just a huge joy, I imagine, to work with those actors. What was it like for you working with with people that are so great at their craft? Um, It didn't suck. (laughs) It didn't suck at all. It it was great. I had, you know, I recognized Michael from, gosh, soap opera world, you know, long, long time ago. Um, And he's done so many other things. And at the time, I think he was um, on Broadway as well as shooting Stranger Things. And Dacre, I had seen his audition tape for Stranger Things like a, a year or two prior and had a little bit of a fangirl moment with him. And his mom was there, and they could not have been nicer. And I realized you know, I realized at the time as I'm gushing about, that was just such a bold, you know, you know and I'm, I'm hearing myself sound like a dork. But they didn't treat me like a dork, which was fabulous. <laughs> and he was so... So kind and so humble. So, uh, yeah, so that was great. Millie, I didn't hang out with. Obviously, she's, you know, a a different echelon, but she did introduce herself when she came back from busting her knee. That was, we had to pause. Yeah, we had to pause a little bit. So, um, the scene where she and Sadie Inner had been put on hold, but when she walked in, I was so impressed with her professionalism and her friendliness. And every time, like literally, it was it, it was watching magic. Every time the scene would start, she would tear up, and it was like, what the heck? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think one of the reasons that Stranger Things works so well is because they have a cast of, you know, professional adults who've been in the business for a while who are just, they know what's happening. But those kids, they really lucked out with how talented they are. It's like you haven't, you don't see kids that are that level of just wow, like all the time. And um, I was curious what it was like working with Millie. So it's nice to know that she she delivers. Oh, my gosh, does she? I mean, like, to the point where I was like, I just need to quit. I mean, 
You know, I mean, anybody who can bring it that quickly and with that much repetition and it doesn't change, it really, and it was a subtle scene. It was a very, I mean, it wasn't over the top or anything, but every time she was in it, every time she was present, it it was extraordinary. And Sadie, beautiful. I mean, like you could just tell that she was a beautiful person inside and out, just as talented. They matched so well. Oh, that's lovely. I like I like to hear that. Do you have any fun memories from set? Anything funny that happened while shooting, or or is it just hanging out with Taker and his mom? I think the sweetest part for me, honestly, was we shot the scene where the Flayed were walking through town, the July Fourth scene, on my birthday. And so once midnight hit, we started with the fireworks out in this neighborhood, and I think it was Stone Mountain or Lawrenceville, and it was my birthday. And a PA actually went and brought me a birthday cake, which I cannot tell you how much that touched me. And so that was just, that was, that was a really special moment for me. Uh, It wasn't funny so much as it was just all around such a, a sweet, sweet time. I would have to say the encouragement from the directors that I got as well was uh, you don't always get it, especially as a co-star. Co-stars, you know, or also known as day players, which I was, you're not there as long, obviously. You don't have nearly as much to do. So you show up on set and it's like your first day of school, which for me was never pleasant, uh, has never been pleasant. So the nerves are there, the, you know, self-doubt is there. And I can say that without doubt, Sean Levy and the Duffer Brothers both, they were so gracious. They were so gracious to somebody who's way down on the cast list. And I will just always be appreciative of that and thankful. I love that. I'm always curious about the way that the characters look. And what was the process for you in the differences of your appearances. So you have the one where you're at the dinner table and you have that mm-hmm. sash mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, what is that sash she's wearing? And <laughs> what is that? What's, what's going on there? Yeah. And, and then, you know, you're one of the flayed, and so you're, like, kind of greasy. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like uh-huh. you're like, I'm just here to serve the monster. What was right. that process like, getting those looks? Well, wardrobe, they have to pick for the scene that I was in. They had to pick an outfit that they had a double of. So the sash and the dress that I wore happened to be a double of something else because if it got wine on it and of course you know in the basement or whatever if it got too dirty I would be able to change out of it fairly quickly so it was just an 80s look Um, the sash was an 80s thing the hair piece to me was the funniest Kat she is in the hair department and that was the first hair piece she had ever made and she put it on me and they gave me these horrible 80 bangs (laughs) 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 these horrible 80 mom bangs and my hair is naturally curly and they would brush it out and um, curl it but to make it kind of a frizzy you know 80s mom look yeah so I definitely did not feel my prettiest on set but oh my goodness so authentic for the time and what I remember some of the moms looking like yeah I did I thought she looked perfect I was curious about that sash though I was like I don't I don't understand what that is like I thought maybe it was like a cooking piece to show that you had been like making a meal no no it was just it was just you know some sort of 80s thing and then the you know the flayed look going from you know bad to worse uh it was just (laughs) it was I mean it was just you know great makeup artists and I have to give a shout out to Jillian and Amy in makeup they the scene where, again, the monster comes out and attacks us or whatever, they were 
I'm just going to share my little secret. I don't tear up naturally like Millie every set or uh, every shoot. They would come and help me with a little trick of the trade, which I had never known about. And maybe I shouldn't share because maybe it's a secret to some people. But anyway, they helped me look really scared and sad. <laughs> Let me put it that way. That's awesome. You've worked on Stranger Things, which is a huge show, but Mm -hmm. is there something that you haven't worked on yet that you're hoping to? Like any kind of genre? Sure. Yeah, The Last Kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) A girl can dream. A a historical piece would just be dreamy. With horses, that'd be great. You want to be a queen? You know, a queen, a servant, a milkmaid, you know, (laughs) whatever. Just make me cute. I'm vain enough that I still want to be kind of cute, you know? I hear you. We always like to ask guests if there's anything that they're into right now in pop culture. Uh, For example, any shows you're watching or movies or books or music. What what do you recommend to the fans? Uh, Joe Rogan Podcast. Speaking of podcasts, when you guys uh, contacted me, I was thrilled. First <laughs> off, I've never done a podcast. And second off, I've now become somewhat familiar with them because of the Joe Rogan uh, experience. So it, he has the most interesting guests that have just like blown my mind on occasion after occasion. So yeah, so that, that, that's that been my go-to during COVID, honestly. That's a hearty listen. Those are like two hour it long. It is. They're three hour long. Yeah, they're three hour long. Um, but I won't do it all in one sitting. And that's it's like a book. I've, I guess I've, I haven't been reading as – I used to be a voracious reader, but I haven't been reading as much as listening to podcasts. We have a lot of teen listeners, and they're always asking us, you know, how can I get into the biz? And we actually have adult listeners, too, who are like, I've been acting for sure. years, but I can't make it happen. What kind of advice would you give them? Well, I love helping others because I was helped. So I would say get into an acting class. Obviously, if you're in school, if you can do theater, do theater because that is going to prepare you so much. I wish I had done more theater, honestly. I minored in theater, but after after that, it, I kind of let it go. But on-camera acting is actually what you need in the industry to really hone the skills because the techniques are so different. So get into an, a good on-camera acting class, and there are so many in Atlanta right now. And after that, just, you know, start start looking at agents when it's time. Don't do it before it's time because you don't want to you don't want to jump the gun too early. Um, and really, it's it's acting classes and agents and obviously headshots and things like that. But yeah, that that would be my my biggest piece of advice because it's it's such a different animal. There's so many agencies now, which is great that the market has expanded. And there's also so many acting classes, you know, in different areas of town and different uh, age ranges and all that good stuff. So yeah, those two things for sure. And I think a lot of it is also luck because you know you just have to have the right look for the show that's casting oh please oh my gosh yes absolutely yes and one thing I would say is don't be surprised even if you feel called to this which I do I know a lot of actors do when the lottery does not hit <laughs> when it when it's when it's surprising that wait a minute but I know I'm called to this why are they not calling me and booking me and it just doesn't happen that way it, it truly is it's a game of perseverance and just really enjoying the process and uh, auditioning audition well and just let it go what's the best compliment someone's ever given you on the show 
Sean Levy. I wanted to thank him for just my experience on set. It was my last day, and I had the opportunity to walk up to him after lunch. I was getting ready to leave, and, you know, I said, thank you so much. This was such an honor. And he, in all sincerity, he was like, oh, you have no idea. You were a game changer. And him saying that to me, I guess they had expected my part to be smaller and maybe for me not to have jumped in as much as I did with the whole, you know, monster thing. There were a bunch of takes that unfortunately didn't make the the final cut, but I did hear from some crew that I was giving everybody chills because because of my screams that I practiced <laughs> as a 12-year-old. And so him saying that I was a game changer, it, it, it's just, I mean, I wrote it down in my journal right away, and I was like, oh, my God, Lord, thank you so much for that. It was just, it was, it was something else. So oh, that. that's, that's super cool. Yeah, it was super cool. Do you have any upcoming projects you'd like fans to know about? Uh, well, I just shot a movie called High Expectations with Kelsey Grammer and some amazing local talent and uh, some other people who aren't local, but it's a soccer film, and I believe that comes out probably in the next six months or so, and that was a lot of fun. Ooh, Frazier, you're fancy. I know. I played his <laughs> daughter, and... You know, I'm, the more I'm in this industry, the, the more I try not to fangirl over over people. So I didn't really fangirl over him. I acted cool. Um, but love Frasier. Lo- Cheers is one of my all-time favorite sitcoms, and he's just brilliant. Yeah, totally. So it was, yeah, it was awesome. Well, Holly, it was super fun to talk to you today. If anyone wants to follow you on social media, how can they do that? I think I am Holly Ann Morris 37 or Holly Morris 37 on Instagram and just Holly Morris on Facebook. So, Holly, talking to you and talking to one of the moms of Hawkins has been so much fun for me today. I really appreciate you, as always, you know, taking your time to be on the show. So, thanks so much. Thank you, Ash. And you are an amazing podcast host and my first <laughs> podcast host. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so honored to have been asked. And stay strange. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange.